Hey y'all, welcome to Pursue Excellence with Taylor Alexis. It's your girl and your host, Taylor Alexis. And on today's episode, I will be sitting down with Chef Ashley Knight-Williams, founder and CEO of company and brand, I'm Still Hungry DC. We will be discussing everything from private catering to corporate events, how to take simple dishes and make them into tasty, creative, juicy dishes, and some key items, spices, and canned goods that you can keep in your pantry to spice up your foods. Make sure you are subscribing to Two Branch Media and you are subscribed to Two Branch Media to hear more business advice, life journeys, and stories from successful black business owners. So without further ado, let's get into the episode and let's get into the kitchen, y'all. Pull out your pen. Get out your pen. to Pursue Excellence. I'm sitting here with Chef Ashley Knight-Williams, y'all. She is a private chef and event catering. Welcome to the show, Chef Ashley. Of course. We are so excited to get into the interview. So tell us, how did you get started with private chef or cooking in general? Okay, uh, so I'm so hungry DC. Most people don't know, but it actually started off as like an infused cooking business. But eventually, I started to kind of rebrand it because not everybody likes infused foods um, and kind of make it more geared towards a broader audience. Um, so then I kind of went through the whole rebranding process with the new logo and then came out with um, I'm So Hungry to See Private yes. and uh, Private Chef. Mm-hmm. Um, so, how that kind of started, I always loved cooking. Uh, I grew up, I was born in, in New York, but raised in North Carolina. So, I, I, yes, so I have a Caribbean background, my family's yeah. from Jamaica. Yeah, on my dad's side. Okay, yeah. So I grew up on all pretty much Caribbean food, but my Mm -hmm. grandmother uh, in the South of North Carolina, um, I grew up on obviously like more of the Southern, more Creole food as well. So I like to kind of infuse those those kind of different cuisines. Uh, While I went to Howard, I also um, studied abroad in Thailand. Mm -hmm. So I kind of bring in a little bit of like those more like Southeast Asia kind of notes into my cooking. Uh, but you know, my, my grandmothers were huge um, influences within me wanting to cook and me kind of taking pride in that. Uh, we would have, you know, family members or just people in our community, you know, like, and I think most communities as well, especially uh, people of color, you know, sometimes you don't have those resources that yes. you don't have, like food or, you know, just electricity. So my grandmother, mm-hmm. my grandmothers, you know, they would, um, maybe not go to the store and buy the most expensive ingredients and yeah. only the things that are essential, you know, like sweet potatoes, mixed sweet potato pie and casserole, like potatoes, mixed potato salad, you know, and bring it to, you know, those people that really needed it. Because I'm a firm believer in everybody deserves to eat. Everybody yeah. should eat, like, you know. Exactly. so much, well, it, it kind of, it's hard for me to say this now because there is a lack of food in, in the world right now, mm-hmm. but, you know, I feel like everyone deserves that right to do that. And they never looked for uh, a thank you or a sense of gratitude. It came, it came from the heart. And so yeah. I, I try to really embody that within what I do when I'm still hungry. Yes, that is awesome. So, I Still Hungry DC, your company stands on Be Humble and Do What You Love. Yeah. So, tell us how that came about. Uh, I think, you know, kind of similar to what I just said about my grandmothers, like, they never asked 
for a thank you or anything like that. You mm-hmm. It's just, I feel like in everything that you do in life, you should be humble, right? No matter if you are awarded the best opportunity in your eyes or, you know, uh, I don't know. But it's just kind of like, you know, I just, I'm a firm believer in just do you. Be, yeah. Yeah, but the more that you do what you love to do, it'll portray in, you know, what you put out to your audience, what you want to put out for your brand. Exactly. So, so yeah. So how old were you when you first started cooking? I was <laughs> I was pretty young. Um, my grandmothers would always have us in the kitchen, kind of making like cakes and stuff. And yeah. I didn't really pay attention to the recipes at the time. Okay. You know, like I was just there and looking bowl at the end. Yeah. But you know, I think most kids are. But um, so I, as a kid, yeah, as a child, as okay. a very young child. Yeah. I remember. Uh, my grandmother would sit at the couch and peel sweet potatoes. And uh-huh. just, like she would never let me peel it. You know, your grandma's never want you to yeah. get hurt, but mm-hmm. you'd always just watch her cut up collard greens, do all the things that you know you, you remember as you get older, and those yes. things are very nostalgic for you as you start to go through life. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so when was the first time you cooked for like your family or a big event? And a big event, I'll say. I think the first time I cooked my family is actually pretty funny because I, I used to like really enjoying cook, uh, watching cooking shows. Mm-hmm. And so I think I made like something really basic, like spaghetti, uh, like a meat sauce, and then like mashed potatoes and corn. And my mom was like, sis, you can't have <laughs> spaghetti and mashed potatoes on right. a plate. <laughs> you know, so I would just like, you know, just make things around the house. Mm-hmm. And just honestly, she would describe it as messing up the kitchen because I would. I would see a recipe, I would go online and, and look it up and mm-hmm. try to recreate it and make the biggest mess in the kitchen. And, but I think um, as I kind of went through my restaurant career, because a lot of people don't know, before I became a chef, I was managing restaurants. Oh, yeah, wow. so I managed restaurants for honestly about six, seven years. Okay. Um, I started working with a major company, uh, just looking for a job in college. Mm-hmm. I picked up one of my sophomore year as a hostess. Mm-hmm. Kind of fell in love with that industry and, and went through, you know, serving to shift managing to mm-hmm. managing to being a service manager. So a lot of people don't know that. A lot of my clients yeah. don't know that. So I always have to kind of, you know, throw in a little package deal. Like, yeah. You're not only getting a chef, you're getting a person that is fully aware of the operation that it takes to run that business. You know, exactly. To, and most importantly, the hospitality that goes behind it. So I'm a firm believer in, you know, you can teach anybody the numbers, but you can't teach somebody to be nice. Exactly. You, know, you, can't, you can't teach somebody that. Exactly. Um, so, what was the question? I forgot. <laughs> um, <laughs> you answered it. It was, okay. it was the first time you come here. No, yeah. but that was good because yeah. this goes into my next question. So how do you use, I know you're still, you are the chef, but you're also the CEO yes. of I'm Still Hungry DC. So like you said, you have the business side and then the side where you're actively like cooking. How, what is one of the challenges as a business owner that you encounter? I would say one of the challenges for me right now, I, I will get into many challenges, but I think right now at this point in my life is like separating your personal life from your business life. And it's like you can't when you're upset about something in your business life you can't i mean in your personal life you can't let it affect the business so it's mm-hmm. going in having a smile on your face being hospitable and just learning how to just you know take the punches Go and go on. with it mm-hmm. yeah keep going um i think one of the, another challenge for me is that i don't think it's just me i think it's um black community in general mm-hmm. is uh the lack of kind of financial literacy on you know how to keep bookkeeping, how you do your taxes, all of these things. Yeah. So how do you file your paperwork so that you don't now have a late fee that you have to pay to DC or wherever yeah. your business is? You know, so I think that was a challenge for me. My mom actually has 
always had tons of businesses when I was growing up. Uh, mm-hmm. She right now owns a home healthcare business. She had a hair business at one point. Just awesome. yeah. So I really kind of picked up that entrepreneur uh, entrepreneurship side from her. But I think you know, no fault to her, but she's busy. She's raising children. Mm-hmm. I don't think there was ever really like a moment that I can specifically remember where she was like, okay, this is what you need to do. I think I just kind of watched her go through it. And that's mm-hmm. why I think of the drive from that and the ambition. But I think that's another challenge, you know, it's just um, just the, the, the backside of everything. Um, and, you know, surrounding yourself around people that are aware of where you want to go in life mm-hmm. is, is a huge thing. I think, you should, I think when you start a business, you naturally kind of grow apart from people. So I think it's, you, know, you have to learn how to just accept that and where you're going, you know, and what's going to be humble. Exactly. <laughs> and like you said, moving yeah, forward through forward. those challenges. Yeah. So what keeps you motivated and moving forward? What's the driving force pushing you behind that? My family. I feel like, you know, I, I, I want to be that that face for them. I want mm-hmm. to kind of, I want to build generational wealth for not just me, but for my, for my family, my future family that I may not have, or, you know, the mm-hmm. family that I have now, you know, yeah. I want to be able to, that's what motivates me. Yeah. And, you know, seeing other people enjoy my food and be happy and, you know, smiling and, you know, I never walk into a place where I'm like, I know the food is good. I'm always like, okay, well, let's see what people think. Yeah, yes. yes. I think it's important to again, one, be humble, but two, you know, take feedback and take take criticism. You know, so mm-hmm. it's always really good whenever I have people that are able to to you know compliment what I've put out there and watch them enjoy it. Yes, y'all. And actually, she goes from private catering to corporate events. Yes, y'all. So. What has been your biggest event thus far? How many people, How? what were some challenges in that? So I would say the biggest event that I did actually was my launch. Okay. Um, I was so worried about our launch, uh, my launch because I didn't think I was gonna sell any tickets. I think you know, when you first start something, you're like, oh my gosh, you gotta name the price of the ticket, and yeah. you gotta think about if people are gonna wanna pay for that, mm-hmm. you know, but uh, that ended up being, we put out there 100, and, 100 tickets, but we ended up uh, selling 150. Yeah. Of course, I brought in a whole bunch of uh, amazing people to kind of help me put on that event as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think it kind of it kind of varies, you know. I do events for today. I have one for one person actually. <laughs> today I have one, uh, or next week I have one for twenty people. It really yes. varies. And another really awesome opportunity that just kind of came in for me is um, I partnered with Compass Group. Compass Group is a food mm-hmm. service group. Uh, similar to Sodexo and uh, and all those other companies as well. Uh, but I actually work with them in partnership mm-hmm. out of their Amazon building. Okay. Uh, so I'm able to serve the Amazon corporate employees there. So oh, yes. that's, that's, a, that's a challenge as well, you know, mm-hmm. because I go in and I teach their staff how to make my food, my recipes, all things that align with my brand. And, you know, that's been a really interesting experience for me because it shows me, like, okay, I can teach someone how to, how to make food that I make. I can make them, not even just, not make them do anything, but you know, like, help them feel like, I feel like food is a feeling. Yeah, I can give you a recipe and you can go through it all the time, but who knows, there might need a little salt in it, it might mm-hmm. need a little, a little bit of acid, like, you know, mm-hmm. put your spin on it. Yeah. So it's really amazing, you know, when you can give someone a piece of paper and watch them kind of flourish with it and grow with it and make it their own. Yeah, that's awesome. So. I know as entrepreneurs, especially as black entrepreneurs, we have a problem with letting go. So how did you feel, like you said, when you had to give people your recipes? Like, you know, this is your kitchen. I'm still hungry, DC. How did that feel? 
I think it, it wasn't a struggle for me. <laughs> okay. So it wasn't a struggle for me. Um, it was difficult in the sense that I had to go in and maybe teach an individual who isn't familiar with Jamaican food or is familiar with uh, Caribbean, I mean, uh, Southern Creole food. But, mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't, it wasn't hard for me to, to kind of put it out there. That's good. Yeah. yeah. Because I know my mom and my grandma today, they're still not giving me any recipes. Yeah, you see? Yeah. I'm like, I need the recipe. Yeah. I think yeah. they need to take advice from you, Bob. Yeah. You hear Shut Ashley. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, so, I mean I, my, there's definitely some recipes in my family that we are not really willing to put out. Okay, um, okay. Cool. But, you know, I I definitely put out some recipes by my grandmother. That's good. That's good. Because like you say, you're still building that generational wealth. Yeah. Like your kids to come, they're going to need to know these recipes yeah. to keep the business going. Yeah. So, yes. yes that's and a lot awesome. of the recipes that I have, specifically like the candy yams and collard greens mm-hmm. and a lot of like the uh, other Caribbean dishes and southern dishes as well, um, are just off of memory for me from childhood. So, it's like... I, like you said, like you want to have something where you can be like, hey, this is this is grandma Ashley's recipe. Yeah, you know? yeah. And I don't have that. I have like maybe a piece of paper in my grandmother's Bible that's like pound cake recipe, and I'm like, I make it myself, and I'm like, she left something out. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. I'm like, she left something out. This is not how I remember her making it. But, you know, who knows? Maybe you like yeah, that. You know, that's your own spit on. Somebody can have one of my recipes and be like, oh, it needs this, and then change. Yep, yeah, exactly. And that was their recipe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This has been an awesome interview. But what is one lasting piece of advice you would give to our viewers? I would say, if you are looking to start a business, the first thing that you need is simply just a dream. It's simply just you know a start. You may not have the capital right away, you may not have the support right away, but if you have that drive and you have that passion, you can do anything. You yeah. just gotta put it into the world and watch it grow. Amen. Amen. Yes, I'm here for it. So stay tuned, y'all. Chef Ashley is going to show us some spices that you can cook with to make your dishes a little more tasty. So we'll be right back. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my absolute favorites is allspice. Okay. You can find allspice whole, you can find allspice ground. It's really used in a lot of like uh, Caribbean food, especially Latin food, Middle Eastern food. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of, it, to me, in all of my dishes, it provides like a warm effect, similar to, it's kind of like a mixture of cinnamon, nutmeg, cloves. Ooh. So when I make it, I put a couple of these in, uh, you know, like some curries or oxtails mm-hmm. or honestly Jamaicans just do everything to be honest. We actually they actually use the leaves of pimento uh, to smoke jerk chicken. So whenever you kind of feel that, whenever you taste that kind of smokiness from the jerk yes. chicken, it's actually from pimento if it's done correctly. Most times in Jamaica that's what they use it for. The sad part is in America you really don't have pimento trees just growing around. Yeah. So you kinda of have to order it offline or honestly you can just use these. Okay. Uh, I also put ground allspice in like my peach cobbler to give them a little bit of warmth there as well. Um, so okay. yeah, that's, that's, that is a gem. Okay. Um, also, I can move on to P 
peaches. So I always have peaches in my pantry. Mm -hmm. um, sliced peaches, you can do fresh if you want, but I grew up on peach cobbler, I don't know about you, but I grew up on peach cobbler, and it is such a like quick process to make. It's, so it's like a two-pot dish. Okay. Mix all your ingredients up, put it in a pan, mm -hmm. put it in the oven, put a little crumble on top, and you're good to go. Okay. And you can also make a compote out of it, you can make a jam out of it, so peaches are a staple. I mean, honestly, just eat them out of the can. Truly. Yes. Um, I also have, so there's many different kinds of chili oils. Mm -hmm. There's many different kinds of chili oils okay. um, that are used in kind of uh, Asian cooking, primarily in my opinion, Southeast Asian cooking. Um, mm -hmm. So whenever I'm making Thai dishes, chili yes. oil is something that I always will put in the dish to kind of give it a little bit of spice and color. Uh, so you can use this also in anything. Yeah, I think I've had some of those. Yeah, I also make dishes. my own. Yeah, I make my own chili oil as well. I don't have anything today. Okay. Yes, I infuse the oil with a little bit of carbon, some cinnamon, uh, Sichuan peppercorn, uh, salt, garlic, ginger, all the things. Is it for sale? Uh, maybe soon. Okay. Okay. Maybe okay. Soon. Uh, and one thing that I don't have here that I use all the time is coconut milk. Okay. Um, used a lot in Caribbean cooking. Uh, you can make coconut rice and beans with it. Uh, you can make curry shrimp with it. Um, really anything. Yeah. It's just great. It is. Yeah. And it's, you don't get the dairy. You don't. You know, the blowjust and all that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yay! Okay, so thank you. So y'all, you should have at least one of these spices or canned goods in your pantry. Do a little spice up your food a little bit. We have Chef Ashley here. She's using Thai, Caribbean, Southern influences, y'all. She knows what she's talking about. <laughs> okay, so now we'll get on to our rapid fire question segment. Watch shows one episode at a time, or do you binge the whole season? 
boring or I'm skipping the I can like skip certain parts of the episode. Okay. So just to get to the point. Yes. <laughs> like yes. some seasons are just really drawn out. Mm-hmm. That's the action. Exactly. I'm the same way or I'll do some start doing work if yeah. I'm like binging because my brain went somewhere else. So yeah. yeah. Alright, so two more. So given the power, what holiday would you create? enjoy today's episode. Peace, love, and blessings.